0: Greetings, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. I'm Tom Poland, joined today by Sam Bell. Sam, good day, sir. Welcome. Where are you hanging out?
1: Ah, oh, man, thanks for having me. I am lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. Just back from
0: the Caribbean, is that right?
1: Yeah, I just got back from a lovely vacation down in Belize with my
0: wife. I went to go visit her friends, so we checked out a couple of the beautiful islands there. Business um, must be good. And why is it good? We're about to find out. For those of you who don't know, Sam, he started his agency in 2009. Jesus, right at the depth of the GFC. <laughs> Interesting global financial crisis, for those of you too young to remember, and has taken the knowledge gleaned from a decade of advertising experience in the digital age as well, by the way. In addition to that, has leveraged it to get his clients freaking awesome results. That's not his words, that's mine. So the title today is How to Generate Six Figures or More Every Month with High-Ticket Automated Webinar Funnels. Sam's going to tell us how to do that in just seven minutes. Sam, our time starts now. Question number one is, who is your ideal client?
1: Yes, so I serve as coaches, consultants, and service providers who sell high-ticket products and services generally $1,000 or more. And generally, they're done either through digital products or
0: over the phone. Perfect, very clear, thank you. Question number two, six and a half minutes left. What is the problem you solve for them? So the number one problem that we solve is helping them
1: get qualified booked appointments on their calendars or high ticket sales for their digital products consistently. One mm. of the biggest challenges that people will face is not only getting enough lead volume but making sure it's the right quality. So we have a very specific process that we use to make sure that we filter people out throughout the funnels that we build and make sure that they're getting the right type of clients consistently.
0: Critical, I'm sure. Question number three, six minutes left. Someone's got this problem. What are the typical symptoms that they're going to be experiencing? Another way of putting this would be how would someone know that they need what you've got, what's going on in their life or their business?
1: So the biggest thing is that most clients that we work with experience what we call roller coaster income because they usually fall into one or two scenarios Generally, they're out on the speaking circuit and they're depending upon referrals or joint ventures to get clients. So they don't have consistency in terms of income. So it's like this one month, down one month. And that's because they don't actually have a pipeline built to acquire clients on a consistent basis. So that's like one of the number one symptoms that they experience. One of the other symptoms that they experience is that their lead flow is not consistent enough either. So there's a direct correlation between your lead flow. As well as your income as well. So, if you don't have the leads that are coming in on a consistent basis, coming through a process to where they're properly indoctrinated and educated, then that's also going to be reflected in their business.
0: Roller coaster revenue. And that would create a fair bit of anxiety when they're screaming down the bottom of the roller coaster, I'd imagine. So, yeah. What are some of the common? There's a question. Four, sorry, just under five minutes left. What are some of the common mistakes people going to make? They're getting this roller coaster of revenue. They've got anxiety in between the ups and downs. What are some of the mistakes they make trying to solve the problem before they find your solution?
1: That's a great question. So one of the mistakes that most people make is they a lot of times people think that they have a traffic problem. They're like, well, I need more traffic. You know, I need more leads, and that's actually not really the issue the biggest issue is that they have a great product, they have a great service that they offer to the world, but they do not know or understand how to properly package that offer and that servicing. So your offer is probably one of the most critical and important things Mm. that you can spend time on investing because if the offer is good and if it's packaged and presented in the right way, people will buy from you, even if you just have organic traffic. So a lot of times people don't actually have a traffic or a lead problem, they actually have an offer and a packaging and positioning problem.
0: Right. So they're getting the traffic, but they're not getting the conversions because the offer is not compelling or right. interesting. That's
1: right. They're spending money on Facebook ads. They're spending money on Google ads. And the offer and the positioning is not done, even if they technically have the right infrastructure. Because a lot of times people will do what we call funnel hacking and they'll see one funnel <laughs> and they will follow it meticulously from a technical aspect, but they don't really understand the positioning and the offer. The
0: psychology. Right. Gotcha. Okay. That makes total sense. Thank you. So question number five, and we've got just over three minutes left. Let's get a valuable free tip from you, a valuable free action that an audience member could actually take that's not going to solve the whole problem, but it might take them a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I would highly recommend is people take time to really refine their offer. So I have this philosophy called the minimal viable offer formula. And basically what you want to do is put together a key offer and put it into the marketplace. And you don't want to spend a lot of time developing it. I'm trying to perfect it. The most important thing is that you find out and identify like, what are the key pain points? What are the key symptoms that your people are experiencing? And then provide a solution that directly addresses those symptoms and do it in in such a way and to present it to where when you write out your offer, that you have multiple bullets that address the different symptoms that are going to occur that are going to fix those pain points for them. And then present it to the marketplace and don't be afraid to raise your prices. There are a lot of people out there that have great products and services, but they're undercharging. And there is a disconnect when people think you're charging too little and the service value is too high, then they don't believe you. So Mm. don't be afraid to double your asking price. So double your prices, make sure you present the offer in such a way that identifies the pain
0: points and the symptoms and present the offer to the marketplace. Thanks Sam, great stuff. Question number six, uh, minute 45 left, heaps of time. What's one valuable free resource we could direct people to? A landing page somewhere perhaps that we could send people to that's gonna help them even more?
1: Yes, absolutely. So basically what I've done, the Minimal Viable Offer Formula, I actually put together a training. It does, it's a deep dive training as well as a PDF that really breaks that down and Fabulous. goes through all the steps, shows you how to not only develop the offer, how to present the offer. And I put that together, and you can actually go to one forward slash samsgift. And you'll get it. And I'm sure you may present the link here for everyone.
0: Certainly under the video we will on. It's a little bit difficult with podcasts. But number one, FB, presumably stands for Facebook, dot me forward slash Sam's with an S gift. gift. One FB dot me forward slash Sam's gift. Go get it. Question number seven gives us a whopping 40 seconds left to answer this one. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't And the answer, please? (laughs) The one question that you should have
1: asked me is why do I do this?
0: Sam, Um, why do you do this?
1: (laughs) And the reason that I do this is because I found as though that there are a lot of people who have gifts and talents, and I look at what I do as the conduit. I'm the connector. I'm the person that connects people with the gifts and talents to the people that need their help. So I look at myself as a conduit, and I get fulfilled from actually bridging the gap between people who have the products and services and the people who need them most. Perfect.